And there's this uh, artist that was doing a live stream and he was in the studio with producers and he was playing like a bunch of songs that I've produced that he's rapped on. And then he was saying, yeah, this producer's from London. I found her on YouTube. And they're like, her? It's mm. literally, he like jumped out of his seat. He was like, it's a girl. Hello, 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 and welcome. I'm Khalees. Welcome to the But You're a Woman podcast brought to you by Mixtape Madness. Our mission is to uncover the realities of being a woman in this industry and to be a resource to the many that would like to pursue a music-related career. My team and I are all women that actively work in around the music industry. I'm a producer, a DJ, and a host. Um, and this podcast is something I am extremely, extremely excited about. In each episode, I'll be joined by a co-host best suited to the topic of discussion, which means I am joined by the beautiful, fantastical and talented Wow, Cleo. Thank you. How are you, Cleo? I'm good. I am, I've got really cold hands. I've got like rain nose right now. Oh, I've just damn. been out in the rain, but I'm good. Good. I like that. Do you want me to do a you little lovely, like, intro on myself? Thank you. Yeah, please tell the people about who you are. Um, I'm Cleo Celeste. I am a music artist, social media and digital marketeer. Um, my job is to take my clients who are the music artists and work with their management teams and their record label marketing teams and liaise with them to produce lots of growth and grow their dig digital presence. Mm. Amongst, Which is amongst necessary. a couple other things. Exactly. Very necessary. Amazing. And um, this episode is called Studio Etiquette. Um, which we deliberated about um, a few months back because we feel like it's incredibly necessary to talk and speak on studio situations as a woman and what that looks like, what that feels like, what happens. Um, which brings me on to introducing the lovely Lauren and Mels. Lauren, please tell the people about yourself if they do not know already. My name is Lauren or Lollipop Beats is my producer name. I make beats. I've been producing for about three years and yeah, mainly make trap. Nice, amazing. And you do it very well, might I add. Thank you very much. Um, Mel's, please tell them. Um, so my name is Mel's, uh, or known as Mel's Yeah. I mostly produce drill, um, which is kind of unheard of. And um, I've been producing for same as Lauren, like three, three years-ish. Mm, mm. Yeah. So did you, did you both like start I mean, I'm kind of guessing age, but was it like school times or like college times? I like finished school. You yeah, finished like school. the summer after finished school. I had no idea what what I wanted to do and right, just okay. like got into it and then took it seriously like the next year. Okay, amazing. And you? Um, mine was actually after. It was like in uni. Okay. Uni time. So I started quite late. I feel like a lot of producers start quite early on, but mine was quite late. Do you um, know, I think you'd be surprised because I feel like a lot of people do just think, do you know what, I actually want to actually go for what I want to do yeah. and not hold back. Well. 100%. 100%. It's true. Um, so one of the things I wanted to ask you both, um, obviously, because let me tell you a little bit about my experience. So I have, I've, my dad is a DJ and my mum is a raver. So she's music has always, always, always been around in the house, out of the house. I've slept on many pubs in many <laughs> clubs and just, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and just being that kind of, you know, kid that's always been around music. But that influence has obviously taken a, a big impact on me and my kind of like direction, trajectory of where I want to go. Um, so mine kind of basically started around GCSE. 
when you when you have to choose like your your subjects or whatever I knew I wanted to do that so I was making beats like on I think it was like garage band or something like that in like the music block um and then chose it for GCC did it for uh college and then went to uni but my uni experience was just not the one um so I kind of like decided to take it on a bit further but like I'm interested to know um, especially with you, like how, what was kind of going through your mind when you want, when you decided like, look, I actually want to take this seriously. Um, to be honest with you, I feel like since I was young, like 13, like I was listening to old school drill. Like I've always just liked drill. Obviously I'm not in that scene myself, but like, I just like the music. I've always been intrigued by it. And then, um, one day I just thought, you know what, there's literally no women doing it. I think that was one of the main things that there was no girls actually doing, especially drill and, and trap as well. Yeah. Like there's barely any females doing that. And when you see females, it's usually like house or like that more sort of like lo-fi R&B. Yeah. Like, like a flavor D type of Yeah, like that sort of thing. So I feel like I knew that it was like a niche that I could kind of get in on. And that's why I was like, you know what, fuck it. Take the thing it is serious. like, even if they were doing it, no, like it wasn't, nearly as promoted as how a man would be promoted yeah or, no i think yeah you know i think I mean? they're there i just think there's not yeah they don't they don't they're not in the forefront because mm. there definitely are women out there doing the work and like making the beats and stuff like that but they're always on the hush like you have to really look for it yeah, I, I think so but um lauren how what was it like when you first decided like you really want to start taking this seriously i had just been practicing and trying to improve my beats to where like I knew I wanted to go down the route of doing like YouTube and tight beats and mm. that was a good place to start so I just sort of built up a catalogue of beats and I was like you know they're just sitting on my computer like they're better to you know just put them out and see what happens and when I started taking it seriously like I, I was very adamant that I wanted to do it so it was sort of it was quicker than I thought it was going to be in it 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 took a long time but just with doing it every day has helped yeah, and I had the time because I started at the start of COVID and I was had nothing ask. else to do so it was literally the perfect opportunity and yeah it's I just was lucky to have that time yeah of course I feel like COVID's like period was either a sink or swim for people like people yeah. really just like sat around and like didn't want to do much and like was super unmotivated or people like got on their grind started a business started like a little startup thing and like fully fully flourished like, especially with like producers I feel like it's a common theme that so many producers I chat with always say lockdown was a blessing because it was a time where you're locked in your room you've got nothing to do so what are you going to do you're going to perfect either the skills you already have or learn new skills it's the perfect time to be at home like I, now the number one thing I hear from producers is that they're like I'm jealous of how time rich I was in lockdown I had time to make so many beats to perfect so many skills to learn whatever software I needed to learn um which obviously isn't the case currently so yeah, I think it was always yeah. like oh I've got work oh I've got this I've got that I can't yeah make time. I think it was a flourishing time for those kind of skills 100 percent, 100 percent. are you FL yeah. Are you FLT? Yeah. yeah, of course. Of course you are. <laughs> See, I'm such a logic girl. I'm such a logic girl where I'm just like, do you know what? I'm just trying yeah. to convert everybody back to logic. No but it, yeah, it's not going to happen. Does. I think I should just quit now while I'm ahead. Um, so how was you, did you have like a musically orientated background or was are you like kind of the first to bring that in the family? Um, my dad played guitar and he was in a little like rock band, but I didn't hear too much about that. 
Um, I played piano from when I was like six or seven in school, but nothing too serious, you know, like very simple stuff. And then I just wanted to teach myself rather than like being taught by a teacher. And then I remember in music, like I was on GarageBand as well. And I was mm. saying that like, we were doing a group project and I was like, I'm going to take over. And yeah. like, that was sort of my first <laughs> my introduction. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, it just came like music. It wasn't, it was there, like always something I liked, but it was sort of just random. Right. Okay. Okay, cool. And how did you like find your way to, for, I keep, I was about to say logic then <laughs> as a strong logic fan. Um, how did you find your way to FO? I'd come across Genius Deconstructed videos okay. and literally that was what inspired me to start making beats. And it would say that this producer's using FL Studio. Mm. So that's the first time I'd ever heard of it. And then downloaded the demo version. I was on, you know, you can't like save, yeah. you can save your beats, <laughs> but can't get back to them. And I just knew that, yeah, I, I was like, I'm going to buy it now. And yeah, just never looked fell back. in love, never looked yeah, back, yeah, changed my life. What What do you guys think was that? You know, like in the industry, we talk about like the leap where you go from just producing for fun and it's a hobby and it's a skill and something you enjoy to actually thinking like, yeah, this this can be a career for me. Like, what was that point for you? What was that like where you kind of made that conscious decision to be like, I'm going to go into music as a career? Or even has that happened yet? Yeah. Do you think? Both of you? Or is it happening sure. as as the time yeah, goes on? Like, I feel like it's not like a pinpoint mm. time where you're like, okay, okay, it clicks. I feel like it's just over time. Like it's more I've gradual. Start, yeah, yeah, it's like gradually you start to get more opportunities. You t start to take it more seriously. Yeah. Um, I think some people might have that light bulb moment. I don't think I've had that light. See, I yet. think where we're coming from is I feel like maybe because we've had the experience where we're like, okay, we either have to yeah. go for what we want or continue doing something that's just a little bit more casual. Everybody else is kind of doing it. Um, do you know what I mean? I feel like maybe that's just because we've had that experience. We're yeah. kind of asking that way, <laughs> but I completely get it. Like it being like a getting more opportunities, like you said, and um, working more, perfecting what you want to do and everything like that. It is, you know, like a slow climb, which I think is obviously still very much valid. Um, yeah, it's actually funny to think that though, because I feel yeah, like I really had that like, okay, so what am I doing then? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That moment where you're just like at headlights and you're like, okay, well, I'm either going to do this stupid nine to five job and, you know, not do anything for myself, work for someone else, or I can actually kind of take my time back and invest in my own time, invest in my own skills so that it could be more yeah no it is interesting I do no I think you're right that it can be more of like a gradual uphill climb for people rather mm. than like a suddenly like right this is it like yeah. it's a sink or swim moment mm. and I think it's actually it's interesting because I don't think it needs to be a sink or swim moment I don't think success just happens because you make a decision like yes that can like help but I think you're right I think a lot of the time it's gradual and I think a lot of the time for women as well because I think for men there's almost more security in that you're gonna not, not that you're promised because you're a man that you're going to get exposure, but I feel like for women, it's so difficult to have the confidence as well to be like, yeah, I can yeah. make it work because I know the industry is going to want yeah. to take me straight away because no, it's They don't have to have like that, that second thought of yeah. like, oh, but actually they might not look at me at the same. They might not treat me the same, yeah. whereas we actually have to do, do that. Yeah, um, another question I did have um, so you you said that you've only just uh, Lauren, you've only said that you've just started like getting into sessions and everything like that. Yeah. Um, so maybe what I'm asking might be more directed to you, Mel's. But with like sessions and stuff, have you ever been treated 
differently towards a male counterpart that's also there uh yeah 100 definitely yeah definitely i feel i feel like you can feel the difference um a lot of the time it's not so much i think people would think it's more like sexual advances and things like that it's not so much that mm. it's more um they don't treat you as if you know what you're doing um like where i engineer as well like i produce and i can engineer so where i've been engineering sessions i've had like men come up to me and say oh like why are you doing it like that or what are you doing oh you don't know what you're doing like, i'm very aware of what i'm doing i'm getting paid sessions like yeah. <laughs> i wouldn't be charging if i didn't know what i was yeah, doing of course. um and it's just that like undermining of whether you know what you're doing yeah i think that's the more annoying bit um that, that i get a lot especially even with beats i feel like they don't take in my beats because they're mine. But if I was if it, if I was to take my tag off it and say like, oh, a male made this beat, I think they would take it in more. That's wild. Could you imagine like, could you imagine being like that kind of like, um, like a ghost producer and like pretending that like you're the manager for someone else? Which yeah, is actually, you. Do you think that would I've genuinely work? thought about doing like a, a like an experiment? That's to wild see, to see if it makes a difference because honestly, I feel like where. I just feel like they don't take in as much because it's you. Like they don't want to accept that you can do the same thing or maybe even to a better standard than men. I just yeah. feel like they don't like it. It's wild. Have you, have you ever experienced anything like that? Even even outside of music? I've had luckily very good like in-person experiences. Like everyone's been very respectful. Um, I've I've sort of felt in myself like expecting the boys to think, oh, like, she's a girl, like, she's not as good. So I put the pressure on myself, even though it actually wasn't there. Mm. So I feel like I have to really, like, push myself and, like, prove myself that I am yeah. good. Like, go um, the extra step. But then it's different for me because most of my, like, journey has been completely online and I decided to stay anonymous. Like, I hid for... Yeah, basically until a few months ago. I know, ago. it was hard to find you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and no one knew who I was. They, I've had people say, like, are you actually a girl? Because in my Instagram bio, I had female producer. That was the right. only sort of giveaway that I was a girl. Um, and I've had people say, like, are you actually a girl? Or are you just saying that for marketing mm. reasons? Which is a bit weird. It's wild like, to it, even it presume just, that. Yeah. Why, and like, why did you decide to, like, keep it anonymous and, like, keep your identity hidden? I think... I've always been quite shy, but that wasn't part of it. I just thought, let me just work on it until I feel like I'm at a point where I'm ready to say, like, show myself. But um, you see so many producers done so well that have not shown themselves at all. Mm. That's the beauty of, like, YouTube and tight beats and just online things. It's, like, very different to in-person. And I always knew I wanted to end up doing the in-person stuff, which I'm only doing now, which I'm finding it hard to, like, transition and balance the both. Um, but it's showing myself has been the best thing that I've ever done. I wouldn't have been here now if I hadn't have done that. So many... Thank you. So many opportunities have come from me just saying, like, hi... I make beats and Literally. like opening up and talking about it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Definitely. And TikTok, like for the both of us has mm. done us wonders. Like mm. it's, it's amazing what it can do. And you never know who's watching, who's looking at you. Yeah. Literally, literally. And that's like a kind of a big um, thing that I do want to like make sure that it's really clear because I want um, 
the girls that do want to like start to think that come out of school or have the idea that I do want to like pursue music more specifically a produ production career or an engineer career because you can count how many female engineers there are in London on one hand for yeah. sure um making sure that they have a res resource to, to like find someone so they're like okay type in female producers like even that it's a little bit hard to do sometimes also like the and fact find you them have to, like type in female, female yeah. producers yeah. Yeah. Female producers come up and i was gonna say as well because you you um you said that you like the youtube you know type beat stuff mm -hmm. so like find even tutorials like i couldn't tell you someone a female that was doing tutorials yeah, on exactly so it's it's one of those things where it's just like it it's it's so far behind and you wouldn't think it would be at this day and age but I think it's also a thing of encouraging women to do that because I feel like some women feel like they actually just can't yeah. and I feel like that needs to be old news honestly yeah definitely I think it's so important to have resources for young girls specifically who like especially who want to go into producing to look at that and like be able to mirror it and be like exactly yeah, yeah that, like do you guys feel like there was any resources online that you could like or like when you were looking at tutorials on youtube that felt like it was like from a woman's narrative like a woman's or even voice just even. relatable yeah i don't feel like i did no. either <laughs> i feel like it's one of those ones where i think the closest i've got to like a um a female producer like idolization mm -hmm. is Missy Elliott even though she's more of an artist she still is a producer she still like does that whole creative direction thing um so I'll ask you like do you have any aside from it being a woman who are your like inspirations in terms of production Ooh, that's loud that's all right you can Lord. think about it Ooh. I just I don't know I really look up to these online producers are you, are you asking like outside of music or just in general um in, yeah both I don't really I don't know there's uh, I really look up to anyone really I respect the people that have just grinded and you know it's so much easier nowadays with social media and mm. um you know the people that didn't have those tutorials and have taught themselves um I i even like Ocean, the main like YouTube producers, mm. um, KBZ, uh, Producer Grind, you know, all those sort of yeah. people and that, that sort of thing, that's who has inspired me and like helped me. Mm. There hasn't been like someone that I've really idolised okay. really in music properly. I, that makes sense. I'd have to say, because I feel like, because I'm... I'm super like in tune. I'm super like, you know, when you go and you want to watch something, you want to enjoy something like a show or anything like that. Like I'll go to like the Kenny Beats show on YouTube. I think that's so fun. It's so, so have you seen it? Never. It basically, it's called The Cave and Kenny Beats um, has his own studio and he sets it up and he brings rappers in and he just makes a beat on the spot for them. Oh, hard. He's done it with like Doja Cat and like Denzel, Cur Denzel Curry. Yeah. I think that's a basketball player. Anyway, so, um, so um yeah they, they come in <laughs> but yeah they basically come in and they just start making beats and stuff i think that would be amazing and it would be so cool if it was a female if it was a woman that could relate to it just a little bit more do you know what i mean because it's cool anyway and I'm, i wouldn't change it for the world but to have the diversity to actually have an option would be nice don't you think I could see you going down that direction to be fair Lauren like I feel like you fully could have your own little setup making bits of people especially if you want to go into like being the face and the name yeah is that something you would consider doing yeah like, I always 
again like have taken my time with it but I wanted to do the YouTube videos like I've seen like and I'd love to help other producers whether they're male female like anyone um but yeah doing vlogs and I'm trying to think of like how to make things different and new ideas because so many things have been done before you've seen it and I'm just trying to innovate and like obviously we are already without doing anything we are different just because we're a girl but then people should look past that like some people don't care and some people think wow like they they might click on a thumbnail if they see a girl in the thumbnail as but it's always for the wrong reason yeah <laughs> Literally, I think someone actually asked me like, can you send me a picture? Cause we was actually like friends. It was like, can you send me a picture? You'll be like on my type beat. Like this is a type beat. And they like, they said like the justification was like, it will get more clicks. Like it gets more likes yeah. when there's a woman I on it. I feel like there's a, like you can slightly use it to your advantage. Like sometimes I use it to my advantage. Mm -hmm. That's the realest. Like I know there's like a thin line between. I said that. This is mm. a thin line. It's like, a using very it to thin your line. advantage and like being t like, getting it's the piss taken off literally well i feel like yeah it's kind of like that thin line between them not saying completely no flat out and then there being like some kind of like yeah, a question mark yeah. yeah a little tiny bit of a question mark but it you know in yourself that it won't go no further but it has to, that's the game that actually has to be played yeah. because if you fully you know do the like lock off thing and I'm like, don't chat to me in no kind of way. Don't move to me in this way. Even like, even as someone who is in a public relationship, yeah. you would think that it would stop. It ain't, it, I don't, it won't stop. But um, it's just, it's actually so funny, know, isn't it's, it? It's like I can see your eyes rolling. It. <laughs> it does make me mad thinking about it. But it's what, true. What, so I just wanted, touching on like the studio session side of it, do you guys feel like you have to act a certain way in a studio session that, like, you know, how you were talking about kind of, you know, male counterparts will almost like not intimidate you, but undermine you into yeah. thinking that you're not doing like following correct, whatever, like engineering. Does it ever make you feel like you can't like be angry or like kind of assertive without coming across as like, like a bitch like you know how a se the second a, ma a male engineer like says like no bro I think we should do it like this everyone's like oh yeah I'll listen to you and the second it's a woman it's Ooh. almost like oh she doesn't know what she's talking about I can't be arsed oh, she's like a nag whatever slyly but you know when I, I'm in studio act as man them as possible that's the realest mm -hmm. yeah like yo bro what are you saying like yeah like do you get I swear to god like you think I'm joking I'm not joking like, do you do that 100. to or, like pre prevent them from sexualizing yeah you? 100 definitely definitely I try and set it from the beginning like I'm not very feminine anyway like without music I'm not like the most feminine woman you've ever seen I don't really care about all that but like I act like man them more so in studio so that they don't see me in that way like it's, the, it's not a hug thing you don't need to come in the studio and hug me it's you get yeah. it we're here to make music <laughs> that's it because like, it's kind of messed up that you have to act like that in order to not be sexualized. Yeah. I wish I could go you know studio I mean? and like wear like and have you want my tits out. And yeah. like, <laughs> I can't. I'm there in a track. Well, it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. You it's know, so it's, true. It's, it's it's what I feel helps. I think it it makes it just smoother for me to act like that because I don't, I don't want to deal with all of that extra stuff. I don't want to have to bother with it. Do you think it actually works? Like, do you, Definitely. like, do, they don't sexualize? Like, do, no, do you ever still get try. people like, yeah, like artists <laughs> afterwards, like messaging you or people oh, in sessions being, yeah. Yeah, 100, like after, oh, what are you doing after the session? Oh, let's get some food, let's not, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cheeky, it's so it's very, cheeky. It's very cheeky, it's very cheeky. It's one of those ones where it's just like, um, 
obviously like is there not like I'm not saying everybody's bad I'm not saying every experience with a man in a studio is bad I'm just saying there are some cheeky men out there that need to wind their neck in mm. and allow us to be professional in our own space I think that's the message that is just trying to be do you know what I mean because um you know it's one of those things that nobody can really prepare you for until now of course but when let's say you decide that you want to start being a producer as a young woman and you start doing your thing you start making your beats you're, you're building up some kind of traction being prepared for that is important because if nobody had said to this girl like obviously because obviously uh, being a girl anyway you're gonna get that stuff walking down the road being in a shop it's just gonna happen mm -hmm. but when it's in a closed environment professional environment, professional environment exactly. it just changes just a slight little bit um uh yeah unprovoked furthermore very much, <laughs> very much unprovoked. so um you said that Mel's, you said that you do of out stuff outside of music. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, yeah, I have my own business, which I still run, but like not so much. I'm more on the back of it now because I want to focus so much on music. And where I took that time out of my business to then focus in on music, I honestly, I thought music would like pop like off. Back, yeah. yeah, like I, I didn't realise how much of like a slow grind it really was. And I feel like, it's made me realise how hard it is. Like, I thought being a female would help me. Right, yeah. It has, <laughs> it's made it harder. Mm -hmm. It's made it a lot harder. And I feel like I, we have to work like 10 times harder as a male, which is annoying, oh, but yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy, it's true. It's, it's so crazy. True. Do yeah. you do anything outside of music? No, I'm 100% in <laughs> with this that. every day, all day. How have yeah. you found that kind of... Did you Have you transitioned to anything else or did you just go straight into music from school, just, you said? Yeah, just went straight into music. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And, yeah, again, it was just, like, random. I just came across a, a tutorial or, yeah, a video on YouTube and then it sort of... It was nice because it was organic. It wasn't like, right, I'm going to do this. I'm doing it for the money. Like, it was a hobby first. Mm. And then I was... Very quickly, I was like... I can make this my career and finally I've found what I'm passionate yeah. about and um yeah if it wasn't for YouTube literally I've just I've done achieved everything just from being in my room mm -hmm. not speaking to a single person not knowing a single person taught myself through tutorials on YouTube and um yeah I just wanted to focus I knew I wanted to do this at like 100% I didn't want to do anything else and if I can do it and I need to work to be able to do it full time and thankfully it's paid off yeah I'm so glad that you've actually been able to have such a like I'll, I'll use smooth for the lack of the better word but such a smooth transition into something that you genuinely want to do because it's like it's so different for like so many other people where they have to go rocky like even with myself like balancing like a, a job like a a regular job and trying to do a passion is not an easy thing to do it's not easy and you're trying to balance and trying to find time but I'm like actually genuinely so happy that you've had that like transition it tells you so much about what the capabilities of internet can really yeah, do right real. now for and real. what YouTube can actually provide to you and not only YouTube being a resource but you deciding as a person that you want to take something seriously and going ahead with it and then having the resources there to do that like any profession I feel like nowadays obviously except for doctoring except for nursing doctoring. and doctoring um, <laughs> dentisting, dentisting and everything like that 
I feel like as a creative, there are so, 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 so much resources out there. Um, like you said with yours. Yeah, no, I think there's so many resources. I think it's a shame that a lot of the resources is more like how to rather than what to do when. Mm. Like a lot of the time, especially when it comes to like music production or like learning a skill or an instrument or whatever, I feel like a lot of people I meet and a lot of producers will be like, yeah, I, you know, similar to what you were saying, Lauren, like I started off like with like YouTube tutorials, like looking into it and thought, yeah, I can do that. And like you start building your skills. But what do you do then? You've got the skills, you've put in the practice, you know, you want to do it, but they don't tell you how do you how get, do you how do you get, how do you network? How do you get studio <laughs> sessions? How do you take it from just a hobby to like something you want to take seriously? Like there's not a lot of conversation or narrative within the industry about that, that transition phase. Yeah, it's either before you had a manager, before you did it, like you made money from it. And then it's once I made money from it, but there's a period and there's a long period in between that of like the transition phase. And I think, um, yeah, it's, I don't know whether it's because it's like gatekeeping and people don't want to talk about it. Um, I don't want to talk about the transition phase. I don't know whether it's an ego thing where people would rather just wait until they've made it to, mm. you know, like operate in silence. I feel like there's a very healthy gap and a space for like There's a, a music medium. music production, like um, life coach, so-called thing where like, like separate to our manager, but someone who gives you the kind of, okay, so now you're at this stage, so you need to start doing this and you need to start promoting it here. And do you want to be someone who wants to be the face in the name? Okay, so if you are, you need to start this. You need to start well, there doing is, there's, like, there's music like management consultants who just do like, you can pay per the hour to have a consultancy session with you. But I feel like a lot of them either out of touch, either use it to almost like persuade people into just signing to their management. It's not actually because they want to help people or a lot of them just don't, like, I, if I was a female producer, I would not be listening to a male man about how to go about my career as a female producer. I'd want to have a female producer be like, this is going to be really difficult. Exactly. This is going to be a really shit task. This is going to be hard. These are the positives and this is how you go about doing it. But I feel like, you know, there's not even a well, maybe I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't seem like there's a strong community even of female producers in the UK or like- I think it's building. Space. Yeah, it must I think be it's, building. I think it is building because we're all, I feel like we're all having the similar, very similar experience, especially like, cause um, obviously, cause you know, it's a very male dominated, um, you know, place and it always has been and probably might always will be, but it's like that specific um, experience will be very similar case to case, I feel like. Um, and it does bring me on to my question. You know, when um, you're in a studio session, right? I don't know if you might have, experience this or not but I've been in a studio session before where there's been girls there that have been brought like as a as a friend as a girlfriend whatever and then they're just you know a bit of side eye a bit of like complications a little bit of like you know maybe a little tiny bit of jealousy and it's just like it's almost it just, competition from the other woman yeah it kind of gets a little bit confusing because even then from a woman standpoint you're not seen as a professional or you're not seen as taken seriously which again needs to be like brought down a few I feel like maybe you've had a similar experience yeah yeah you yeah, have yeah tell us please <laughs> yeah um I, it's, it's it's a thing of like they think oh well she must be spending a lot of time with my man or this and that like I don't want your man yeah <laughs> I don't want him babe like it's I feel like they need to understand that we are not there they I don't do this job to be around rappers I don't do it to take people's man I do it because I like music mm. I like engineering I like making literally making beats like 
they need to understand that from my perspective. It's like if if their husband or their boyfriend or whoever was working with other females in a normal job, they wouldn't look at it that way. So why is it seen that in a studio, I must fancy your boyfriend or I must want to date it's him? It's like, oh, you've had a few sessions with her now. Like, what's actually going on? Yeah, like, it here? can't be because I'm good at what I do. It mm. must be that I fancy him. Like, it's... And it's, it's, it's not even, like, obviously, of course, it's in a music situation too, but that goes so far into each industry. Like yeah. you said, um... Of course it needs to change. Um, but that's why we're here to talk about it because it actually does happen. And some people, you know, don't know until they're told. And this is why we're here to talk about it. I think, but, uh, even, <laughs> I think even the idea of a female being in the room to some men, it's like, Mind how down. can she be? What is going on? Like, and if they I've are had, in the room, they're like subject to silence. Exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I've had an experiences of like being with clients who are DJs and music producers and being in like, really important music like in studio sessions and I'm there because I am their social media manager and their marketer I am there to take content I am there to liaise with how we're going to market the track whatever and sitting there and I was sitting in this session with this I won't say his name but this DJ slash producer another producer and then I go out to go to the toilet and the producer's like going out to the toilet as well and then he's like oh so like and he was super friendly but he was like oh so how long have you guys like been together and I was like I was like, no, I'm I'm a social media manager. And they're like, oh, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like, oh, you're like a lot younger than him, all this shit. And I'm thinking like the fact that me being in the session, not one ounce of your brain could have thought, oh, she must be there because she's part of his team. And this is like a well-known artist. He's obviously going to have a marketing team. He's obviously going to have a social media manager. He's obviously going to have A&Rs, all the rest of it. And there were two other people in, in that room was his male manager and an A&R from his label. But the second the female's in the room, it can't be a professional capacity. It's got to be that she's there because it must be romanticized or sexualized or whatever it is. And that was very problematic for me. Yeah. I got very defensive. And then That's, when you talk you about should. it to other people, they're like, oh, but it's just harmless. You're like, no, it's not harmless because you're spreading this narrative and you're making us women who operate professionally feel like the narrative is, if you're in the room, you need to either act what well, I have to constantly talk about my work so that you know I'm it's like no I'm not gonna sit there being like oh yeah by the way like you're not gonna you're gonna you're gonna you want to just yeah, chill but absolutely you, you can't like a normal it. person yeah. in the normal situation it exactly. actually happened to me like two days ago I went to that do you know the producer link up yeah 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 I went to the producer link up I was the only female no that was doing the um the competition thing no and I've gone to walk up on the stage and the woman was like oh are you with him I was like oh no babe I'm performing <laughs> yeah. like, and it it's just so Goes to so show, like, you know, it's if, like if that wasn't in Stratford, not Stratford, sorry, if that wasn't in Shoreditch, I fully would have come. How yeah. did it go? Tell me um, about it. It wasn't that busy, honestly. No, um, yeah, no, it was, it was like, it was fun. It was fun. I met a lot of people. It was good, but like, just that, that comment, like, absolutely. It, oh, I can't. It can't and it was a girl who said it. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Oh man, like, it's my name's Mel's. It's not yeah. male <laughs> name. Like Mel's, yeah, like it's not. It's not male name, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's just that stigma. I think needs to be broken. Now we're in twenty twenty three. There's females who make music, bro. Like, mm. it's normal. It's so normal, and I don't understand why people like can't comprehend it. Still, like, it's true. It's crazy to and me, and it's a detriment to them because at the end of the day, these people that made me think right. 
I don't want, I don't want to be in a session with that with that producer. I don't want to work with that producer. Yeah. And that producer like I've got a great network that he could benefit with and he was if he was nice to me and treating me with the professional respect that I was treating him with, I'd be happy to connect him to people that he'd want sessions with that he'd want to but I'm not going to do that. I don't want to work with you. And I'm sure it's the same with you. It just makes you think like, cool, now I know I'm not going to work for you. I'm not going to give you a beat. I'm not going to engineer for you like cuz it just makes you feel small. And, and like, you know. would trickle off into other things and make other things a lot more difficult. Cause yeah, I feel like, true. I feel like not only is the UK producer community quite tight knit, mm -hmm. it people just talk, people talk a lot. And I feel like once you got a name for yourself or you got some kind of personality for yourself, that also spreads too. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's also just like one of those weighing up things. But um, what I did want to get into uh, to you both was so you said that you produce trap mm -hmm. have you tried producing anything else tried drill like very vaguely like when I first started but I feel like I want to make the kind of beats that I want to make the music that I listen to I, I'm not very versatile like some producers can make anything and like if someone said can you make me um, a lo-fi kind of beat they'd be able to do it but I don't want to do that. Like I like I like music and you know doing what you want and it sort of takes away the enjoyment if you're doing, you know, something you don't enjoy, but being here is difficult with the genre that I do because like 80% of my audience are from America and literally only like 2% are from the UK. So it's not like I can go into a session and pull up one of my normal beats and then the artist's going to like it like it doesn't work like that and I'm not great at drill I don't feel comfortable doing that you know because most obviously drills popular here yeah, um so it it I do feel like I need to be in America and being in the studio here it's great for experience and I'm glad I've like you know just had that little bit of experience yeah. but um I which will do. grow as time yeah, goes on of hopefully course. who who what kind of artists do you listen to then like Lil Durk, um, Nardo Wick, Future, Lil Baby, Chief Keef. Um, he's been a big influence for me. I do Chief Keef type beats. <laughs> <laughs> I do Chief Keef type beats on YouTube. That's sort of been my sound. And I don't like to base it off of someone else's name. And, you know, I do want to evolve and make my own kind of sound. But, um, you know, being in Chicago, like the artists there and like, I don't know, they say like, I'm, they hear my stuff all the time they hear my music there and um, you know obviously it's just alien to me like being in my room and then knowing that all these people from America and around the world are like listening to my beats mm. and using them and it's it must be such a nice feeling though it's crazy and remember the first sale I got like it's honestly the best feeling not just because you're getting money because it was literally for like $20 but um, it's just the fact that someone wants to pay and and use your music absolutely and it's yeah it's just the best feeling like getting recognition and people actually liking you because mm. you know not being i don't see people's reactions in person like unless you know the couple people that i've met have been like you make beats or like they hear this and it's they're always like, you yeah. capital you yeah. make but beats. you're a woman and like there's <laughs> this and there's this uh, artist that was doing a live stream and he was in the studio with producers and he was playing like a bunch of songs that I've produced mm. that he's rapped on. And then he was saying, yeah, this producer's from London. I found her on YouTube. And they're like, her? It's mm. literally, he like jumped out of his seat. He was like, it's a girl. Mm. And yeah, again. Unfathomable. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> Unfathomable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I, 
I don't mind. Um, I mean, it's been my fault, I guess, for being, for hiding, for not showing myself. But um, yeah, it's just show yourself. It doesn't matter who you are. You can achieve anything literally from your room and with the internet. Mm. I would not lie to you though. Seeing you walk past the street, I would not think you was listening to Chief Keith. I would not. Yeah, think if I've got my you... headphones on on the train, like, and I'm just listening to like, like that yeah. hard, hard hardcore trap. Yeah. yeah, I would not ever think that. And it's gonna be so fun, like as you go on in your career, where let's say you do go off, and I will get back onto that. But let's say you do go off to America, and you start to get in these sessions with these guys and their big guns on the table, because that is really what's gonna happen. And you walk in, and and you're sitting at the desk, and they're gonna think you're like a studio runner like they're really gonna yeah, think that you're like, gonna ask for tea and stuff yeah, yeah literally and you're the gonna look be on them faces is gonna be so good exactly yeah. i really honestly want to see it because it's, it's, like, yeah. it's almost worth just being a producer for that yeah yeah because no, you're gonna it. walk into chicago in this nice studio and sit down and play these beats and it's gonna feel so good and i love that it's just it's just gonna be hilarious because they're gonna be like um who's this tiny woman that's coming in like <laughs> do you know what i mean it's gonna be so funny but um I don't know if you did, see, oh no, you won't see it because it's not released yet, but I did speak to someone who um, who is a producer here and predominantly works with and for producers in the US. And he has a manager that lives in the US and that kind of dynamic kind of works obviously because he's here, um, but you can still kind of get work and revenue working outside of the UK, obviously. Um, so that potentially could be something, that, a road that you could go down because um, it's I'm not- you are okay fantastic then because it's like obviously this day and age with with um you know facetime and everything like that you can fully fully work overseas and technically be there with your beats and flourish and i think that's amazing because it's like going out there is obviously not going to be as easy as sending beats out there yeah. do you know what i mean so it's just like to have that kind of avenue to go down is amazing I think it's amazing. Don't you think it's amazing? I am like blown away by how interconnected the music world is, honestly, just via the technologies that we have now. Mm. Technologies. I don't know why I said that. Because <laughs> it's, it's so like widely spoken that if you if your beats are making it over to the U US, you've basically made it. Oh, well, the beats sell for quadruple <coughs> the price in the US and here, which, you know, mm. for, you know, won't get into all those reasons, but for whatever reason, that is the case. And, um, you know, I think the fact that you can be in a different country and in a different time zone and, and be, be able to, over there. yeah, is yeah. a huge achievement. Mm, definitely. Because I feel like when you're at the stage of your career where your music is starting to go into other countries and because you know how you can like look and see like on Spotify. Yeah, like the top yeah, like even for, like for different artists and things like that, they can see where they've been, you know, been played. And I feel like that's just amazing to see how far your thing can actually go. Do you guys feel like, so obviously you both kind of, your niches are in genres that are in the rap industry, which as we all know, heavily male dominated. Has that ever been, has that ever been like a conversation for yourself in your brain where you think like, hang on a moment, would I be able to go further? Would I get more exposure if I wasn't in such a male-dominated part of music? I mean, I know most genres can be male-dominated, but in like, you know, where, you know, because the only reason I ask is because I know a producer who was 
so invested in wanting to be a rap producer but felt so disheartened and kind of disenfranchised by the fact that it's so male dominated in the way she was being treated in, ses in sessions mm. that she decided to make a conscious switch to start making beats that were more commercial or pop or alternative has there ever been like a conversation in your head where you've gone like hmm this is really hard maybe i should like go the other way or has it always been like trap or yeah I feel like it's natural to have like that that conversation in your head of like, oh, is this really gonna happen? Like, have, am I gonna be able to push through it? Mm. But it's never been a thing of like, oh, let me change direction because I love what I make. Mm. Like, I couldn't imagine making like, I don't know, like house or like you, you try it, it's fun, that's great. Like, I I can listen to any type of music. Like, I don't have preferences or like whatever. But I just feel like I don't know. I, do you think you'll always you, stick yeah, with drill? Like, yeah, definitely. Drill and UK rap. I don't think I would, like, I couldn't do what Lauren does. I couldn't do it, no. Like, I like trap. Like, I like listening to it. I like, I appreciate it. But, like, I don't enjoy making it as much as UK rap or drill. Like, I can really feel when I'm making the music. But I rate, I rate that, like, artistry, like, integrity. To be like, yeah, I like the music, but this is what I like, so I'm gonna do this. And that's hard to do a lot of the time because you've so, I mean, often you feel like you're funneled into different genres. So it's so, yeah, I rate that. It's because I've had such a different experience. When people ask me what I produce, I actually don't know what to say because I love producing everything. I love to produce everything. It's like DJing as well. I don't like to DJ just one thing. I, I will spin everything because I just love everything. So it's just one of those things where it's like, it's nice to speak to someone who, or people who, like to do something specifically because it, that means that you're going to give your heart and soul to everything it's not easy to like love doing everything and give 100% to different genres like to afro to to house to garage and things like that because I would love to to be able to do that but you are so spread thin that it kind of does kind of have to come to a point where you're like okay so I actually do need to just settle down and focus on one and just go with that um which is kind of an endless battle because I'm one day I'm like, yeah, let me make garage. Like, let me just fully go for the garage vibe. And then I'm like, okay, okay. So let me now do drill and then like, let me now do this. And it's, just it's good to experiment yeah. though. And you can be anywhere and you won't have an issue with like, uh, uh, you might be seeing a rapper that you know only uses like drill beats and then he'll go, oh, today I want a- Trap a wave or something. Yeah, like, like something yeah. completely different. And then I'd be like stuck. I'd be like, oh, I can't really do that or mm. so it goes either way like it's good concentrating on one like niche but again to be widespread and be able to do anything just is an advantage mm. as well so aside from like beat making um excuse me that you would both do now would you ever go into like the kind of creative direction between you know lyrics and like like songwriting mm. Yeah, I think I would definitely. Yeah. I feel like as a producer, automatically <coughs> you're good at everything most of the time. Like you can, like in studio, you can hear when rappers are offbeat. You can hear naturally where they need to take out words or mm. whatever. I don't know if that's being a producer or engineer, but it's definitely, definitely like being a, a producer. There's yeah. definitely like a mu musical ear that you have definitely. to have to be a good producer. For definitely. Sure. Mm. But like um, to have, like to take full control, yeah. do you think you can do that? Yeah, I reckon so. I want to do it all. I want to do A&R in. I want record labels. I want like pod, podcasts, freestyles, everything. I want it all. That's the realest because I feel like girls, there's there's none. There's none doing anything. There needs to be like what we're trying to do here, more females 
doing everything. Like, even with A&Rs, you hear it in rap songs. Oh, I'm trying to fuck on the A&R lady. Yeah, yeah. Like, why, why, why? I actually asked that A&R to come when she said she would Bro, come. Like, <laughs> like, why though? Why is that a thing of like, why can't she just do a job? Like, yeah. Why have you got a fucker? Like, mm. I don't get it. I don't, I don't. It's, there's, a, there's a big stigma around women in any music, like anything. Video girls, they must be video vixens. Like, they're they doing must their be job. down to fight afterwards. Oh, they have like to be fucking the artists. Mm. Every every video I shoot, I've been to, the girls have come, got paid and gone home. Where does it come from? Mm. Where does it come from? Are mm. These men that are upset like us. <laughs> yes, it's the, it's the disappointment that you have. 100%. It's, after, so 100%. It's, it's crazy to me. Like, every girl in the industry must be doing something sexual. They must be, like, why are they all sexualized? It's annoying. Mm. It's true. Let us do our job. Like it's very, very true. <laughs> it's Definitely, annoying. very annoying. Definitely, like the the kind of I feel like it's more about making it seem more than what it is. Like a rapper does perfectly. Any good rapper will know how to do that, right? But it's also about speaking the truth outside of it too. I feel like it's quite important, don't you think? 100%. Because because if you're constantly saying you have this and you have that and you're doing this and you're doing that, but you're not that's gonna come to light quite soon, don't you think? Mm. It's gonna make it look a little bit not real. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very inauthentic. Definitely, definitely. Damn, damn. See, I feel like rappers, especially with female rappers, like I feel like back in the day, you needed to be a, you needed to be a, who's Biggie's wife? Losing me. Biggie's wife. Oh, um, who was, where they were low-key together before she yeah, was yeah yeah Lil Lil Kim that's the one Kim. thank you so much if I say Lil Sims Lil like, Kim oh. like you had to be a Lil Kim you had to be a Queen Latifah you had to be mm. a big name like I feel like back in the day to be known but as a female rapper like these girls were pretty much pimped out like I read a really interesting I know for a fact Queen Latifah was not pimped out but like no but you read <laughs> no but they were like you read these articles and they professionally they were if you look up the like splits and the royalties and the things they've got mm. on there they haven't got shit they haven't got anything or th the stuff that they have or when they did start it was they were just so taken advantage of because this is the idea that like the woman is like either less educated on like what what's fair in the industry or you just, or a lot of them would sign them because they were women, because they knew that they could overpower them and tell them and give them the creative direction that they told them they needed to have as an artist. Like if we think we don't have a lot now, they didn't have anything. They didn't have they shit. They didn't have nothing. No, I mean, even back then it was hard for any artist. It was always the record label got like 90, 95, 98% of every earning. Mm. Now it's different. Now you can get 50, 50 splits. You can get 40, 60, the whole thing. But to be a woman and be an artist, it's a, it was right, it was right off. There was no way. You weren't gonna, that, no that wasn't where your, exactly, that was not where your money was coming from. You'd make money from shows and gigs where they would tell you that you needed to dress in a tiny little bikini and you needed to like shake your ass and you needed to give a performance, almost mm. like a monkey in a, a zoo. But, you know, so I think even these big names and these big women artists, which yes, in order to succeed, they had to be the big names. They still weren't treated with the same professional respect. Someone, no one from a label, no one from a team, not, no one from even their management or even their friends. Like big up Biggie Smalls, but there were some problems with even mm, the way he, yeah, like, you know, and there was no one that went, hang on a second, do you know how it works? Or and you should get more so splits or let me negotiate for you. It was never that. It was always how much money can we make off these women and exploit them? Literally, literally, <laughs> literally. Sorry. And it's just uh, like, you know. whilst you were saying that, I was 
like remembering like Alicia Keys she kind of put her foot down at one point and said look I'm not wearing no makeup and I'm not dressing in no type of way because that is not what I'm trying to do it's not the message I'm trying to bring across and when I learned that it was kind of like whoa like because it's so normalized for a girl to be you know well underdressed in music videos and when they're represented in their interviews or whatnot they're just looking way too sexualized and everything but once you like once I heard that that she had put her foot down and decided that that was not going to be what was what it kind of gave me like that thing of like okay so I don't actually have to do that in order to be seen and heard and respected but even female artists who have then taken that like when you look at Billie Eilish everyone was like this is sick like Billie Eilish will wear baggy clothes so you can't sexualize her which is great big up Billie but actually they then use that as a marketing tool they can't just do it for their own integrity which I rate and I'm like it's good to spread the word but then there will have been 20 people on her team that have gone right do you know what's a really sick way of making her look really cool and making her look different let's really just constantly bring up the fact that she wears baggy clothes. Let's make this My Calvin's campaign. Everyone watched this My Calvin's campaign and was like, this is so empowering, which it was. And I think Billie Eilish's whole brand and whole image is sick, but that's what it became. It became a brand and an image. And everyone's forgetting like, you know, she's paying millions for that. She was paid to do that, which is fine. And she should get her money. But for real, like- She was also like, what, 15? Yeah, 15, 16. But even when she was turned 18, like it became this thing of, she can't just go, I don't want to wear makeup and clothes. It has to go- I want to wear, I don't want to wear makeup and I want to wear baggy clothes. It has to be, I don't want to wear makeup. I want to make baggy clothes. So how can we talk about this loads and make this like, it was like, Mm. well, it's also for the principle. It shouldn't just be like a tokenistic value of like, right, let's use this as marketing and get as much money from her as possible. Mm. You know? So I think it's interesting as well that when it goes the other way and women speak up about it and then have stand up for themselves and say, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to be shaking my ass in a bikini and having to wear loads of makeup, but then that's then taken and then then taken advantage of as well. And it's used as a marketing tactic instead of just like the principle. Absolutely. So that annoys me. I well. agree. <laughs> it's, I think it's, I completely agree with everything you said. But, um, and it's such a good like um, example to bring up because Billy. Billy really did try and go all the way left and mm. take it somewhere where where it hadn't been taken for a very long time and that was Especially kind of foreign. It made so many people want to see and want to like see what was what was under baggy clothes. She's a young girl, forgot that. Yeah. Like do you she know was under I mean? eighty. She was under sixty. Like it was. She was a minor. Too. She was actually a minor. And even under the limelight of being a celebrity, that does not matter. No. Even with like, even if we get into TV and like, you know, like Disney kids and stuff like that, that like, mm. it was seen. It was like, whoa. So you're an adult now. You're actually doing something well, else Biggie, other than was, being a yeah. child. It's yeah, like, exactly. It's so strange. It's like it needs to change in this industry, for sure, for sure, oh. for sure. I like a question that's kind of aside from like the studio kind of like studio etiquette stuff. Does it make you when you think about like management and stuff like do you worry as a woman that like growing from that, you know, women being taken advantage of from their teams? Do you feel like you are kind of weary of what kind of management you'd ever take on in the future in like and whether you'd like is there a part of you that thinks I don't know if I would want to be managed by a male in case they're like using it for the wrong reasons or want to just use you as like a token female they have on roster like would you prefer to have a female manager does it not matter to you what's your do you think you would have a preference as well (coughs) for me I don't really (laughs) (laughs) she's like um for me I I don't know I don't really think about 
Like, I, I don't know if I'm being silly by not really thinking about people's intentions. And like, I, I, I don't really mind that if I had a male manager, like, I'm not trying to find females to ask advice. Like, I feel like with music, the whole premise of it, you can get advice from anyone. It doesn't matter who you are. But then, yeah, you do think, like, do people just want you to sort of show you off? Or, but then it only goes so far. It, it really depends. But... I guess I haven't really thought about a lot of the things we've been speaking about, but then <laughs> sorry, so we've yeah, yeah no, even even that in itself, it's like how could you though? Because you would really have to ask a specific person to get that information. And That's why it's so important that women have these conversations. Exactly because like you know, you it's it's so it's honestly so niche for a yeah. woman to want to be doing these things that this information isn't as wide and as broad i think what cleo was trying to get to was that like if if you would consider that going down an option but because it's so unspoken about it's hard to even even think that does yeah. that make sense i mean we were talking in our previous episode about how the industry relies on the fact that women don't have conversations together and don't talk about the processes, how they're paid, what kind of, what management teams are, what they should be weary of, what they need to look out for. Like they rely on, you know, the rich white old male relies on women and minority groups not discussing these things not so that, so that you don't think about these more. things, so that you don't think, oh, actually that's, that's encouraged me to want more or to ask for more or to pipe up. And that's why it's so important that we have these discussions because in all, whether you're a creative, whether you're in marketing, whatever it is, it's so important to have these conversations so that it kind of breaks down that, you know, because it trickles down. Exactly. And it's like, like I said before, it's, I think, you know, especially with like dealing with managers and stuff, I feel like, first of all, you need to be at a point where you would benefit from having a manager. But nowadays there's actually like loads of, female managers out there that can do just as good of a job and should be chosen for just as good as a job as they well. They say females make the best managers. Yeah. And that's not just me saying that. They actually say that. I would actually really like consider that. Like when I get to the point where I feel like I would benefit, I would actually think like, do you know what? I actually would want to have a female manager because um, like, I feel like I could benefit from having that kind of relationship. I help you, you help me situation. Instead of thinking, oh, okay, so there's five different male managers that I know straight, or anyway, like I would go out of my way to find a, a woman so I could have that kind of relationship. Does that make sense? Do you think you would do the same thing or do you think you would go with the best kind of, um, do, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't go out of your way? I think I would go like regardless. I feel like... It's, I feel like it's just about intention. I, f I feel like that's the main thing, like female or male as long as their intention is them helping you and being mutually beneficial, Absolutely. I feel like in that instance, manager-wise, that's what's important. Um, I feel like I get why you say, like, having a female would help, like, 100%. It will be more like you'd be able to connect with them more and stuff. But at the same time, yeah, I don't think that's, like, the most important thing. Like, I've been offered, I've been offered, like, manage, like being a girl, I've been offered, like, management contracts and it'll be, like, 40%, like... Yeah, crazy. Well, yeah, yeah, crazy. And they, they think because I'm a girl, I, I don't know about the industry. Eh? Like, you, you think it's Where not, is I promise, the standard? Yeah, 40%? Percent. 40%, 40%. Like, even with Men my artist, I manage an artist. It's crazy. Like, I manage an artist, and I've seen, like, him being offered, like, they'll because he's young, 
they'll come to him and say, like, oh, we'll offer you 50 grand. And they put like the money inside of his face. And then when you see the contract, it's a management contract, 30%. Like they try and koala any way possible. Like it's, if you're young and if you're female, automatically you don't know about the music industry, haven't got a clue what you're doing. Like, But I think it's a good thing because when these people do come, and try to do that to you. It's all like mentally, you take a note of it. You know who's done that to you. You know what company they're with, whatever. And then when it comes to a stage where, like, the way I think of it is when I do blow, like, when they come back. Absolutely. Yeah, there you exactly. go. Get back, gang. <laughs> now that you guys are kind of, have kind of established yourselves more and, you know, know a bit more about the industry and your skills, is there something you would say, like, what's like what's a number one kind of piece of advice that you would give to young or developing or not even young because it can be at what, any time in life developing female producers about coming into the music industry and about becoming a female producer I think it, it I mean again for me if it makes someone feel more comfortable you can do well from just being at home or you don't need to meet people like take your time with it mm. it just shows that you can like establish yourself online and then maybe get I feel like if people know who you are and it's clear and like people rate you then they'll respect you more uh, it is difficult because I haven't had like loads of experiences in person so I sort of am only thinking oh I'm gonna have like Action. right so your sorry, question sorry about that little interludes but yes, what is a piece of advice that you would tell aspiring or young female producers that are about to come into the industry or have just started out? I think you might Should have I, to go yeah. just, just <laughs> one more yeah. again. Yeah, um, I don't think it matters who you are. Just coming from my experience, I was doing everything from home and just work up until you can get a little bit of recognition online maybe and makes things easier if people know who you are they sort of won't be so surprised or judge you or and then if you have people that can bring you into studios you know just so you always have someone with you if that makes you feel more comfortable um but it really doesn't matter who you are you can do it like just the same as anyone else and yes you will get different people's opinions and people have weird opinions but honestly from myself it hasn't got in the way it's only made things better the fact that I'm a female and use that to your advantage absolutely it's good that you're not subjected to doing it one particular way and you can do it from the comfort of your home in your you know privacy and just work solely on what you want to do and then still flourish I think that's amazing amazing same question to you Mouse. um I would say just stand your ground like in the beginning, I was very scared of like, oh, well, you know, what if they don't want to work with me? And if they act a certain way and they don't want to work with you, so what? Like, you don't want to work with those sort of people Many anyway. more people to work with. There's literally thousands of rappers, mm. like, respectfully. If you don't want to work with me, that's fine. Like, if you are going to get upset that I'm not going to sleep with you to make music, that's fine. You can like, go elsewhere. Yeah, no problem. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. One Just stand your ground. Tip. I completely agree. So I have a few dilemmas for you, which is basically like a what if situation. And I would love to hear your responses to what you would do if this had happened. So the first one is, there is an artist that I work with. We have a great work relationship. He sometimes brings his boys to the studio and I've noticed that they don't often greet me. What should I do? Just 
I always just hold out my fists and like if they don't really know how to act around you if they don't know who you are just maybe you say hello I mean I'm not the most confident person but even just greeting them they'll probably ignore you or if they're you know just with their boys or whatever like you don't need to be in their face or you know if if they're not in your business or if they're not going to help you or work with you it doesn't you know just be civil just say hi and um yeah absolutely what would you do i think the same thing like i don't really if if they're not the artist and i'm not working with them do we need to say hello to you i agree i agree it's it's that kind of situation (laughs) where it's like um because it, it happens actually so often where rappers will bring their boys to the studio and like we said in the last episode like it, that's groupy behavior in, yeah. in technically but you wouldn't think like claudia said you wouldn't think groupy is a man's job it's a more of a feet job yeah. <laughs> as a, a paid, full paid groupie yeah. <laughs> um but yeah you wouldn't ever like think ah oh, male do you know what I mean? Yeah, when I when someone so. says groupie. And I think it's it's a it's a classic dilemma because the amount of times that I've been in a studio and it will be like let's say you're all males and they'll be like, Yeah, you're good, yeah, you're good. Mm. And they're literally looking and they're like and they're like, yeah. Do I just do I just do one? And they just, kind of, they I'm just a hugger like, they just and that's what I'm like, but you have to say, Oh, I'm a hugger to make it not awkward. Otherwise <laughs> otherwise they literally just go like Right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, you can look me in the eye, like I am in the room. Like you can, yeah. uh, you can look Honestly, at me, you can talk to yeah. me. Like, yes, I may have a vagina, but that doesn't mean I don't know how to be greeted. Mm. I'm not like, do you know what I mean? It's it is a classic dilemma that I get all the time. I think it's more it's more so with like the more boisterous and like flamboyant boys, where they think they're the, the shit and they yeah. carry themselves with super super duper confidence. Because there are obviously guys out there, and do you know what? Producing community there are quiet men there are quiet boys that just keep to themselves and don't do too much but it is those few that do make it hard for us women like in that situation because there could be literally four quiet producers that are just there to be producing and there could be one that just makes you so uncomfortable where to a point where you're just like do you know what I'm actually like good like I'll actually leave do you know yeah, what I mean yeah but that, that's the thing and I don't think boys realise that that these small nuances can really contribute to a woman feeling uncomfortable and feeling unwelcomed and feeling like because there are women they don't want to be part of the session and don't want to be in the creative space that they're sharing with these male counterparts because small things like that make a huge difference for women and I don't think the men realize that it's true it's time they start realizing i've got a second one um so it says i sent an artist a beat the label are yet to pay me and air my emails what do i do take it down take it down 100 mm. percent. You, you've got 48 hours to take this down <laughs> otherwise it's All coming caps. down mm. yeah 100 100 percent like mm. do you feel about? like it's good to have some kind of that happens to males a lot as well yeah anyway, of course regardless like it will happen to females, anyone yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Well, what Take was you doing? I mean, I, with YouTube, it's different because you, you have no idea who's using your beats and I'm probably owed more than I've ever made mm-hmm. because if you figure like thousands of people using your beats and yes, you've had thousands of sales, but you just don't know and you can't keep track of it. But I've probably let it go way more than I should have. But with management, again, like it is difficult if you're on your own, but you can on your own take it down. I've actually never done that. And I'm just looking into that now because I've been an absolute idiot and just let these guys do whatever. But they haven't done it because they know who I am and they're like, oh, I'm not going to pay a girl. Like, 
they'll do it knowing thinking I'm a cheeky. boy yeah. yeah they'll do it anyway and they'll rap about how they're rich and they won't even pay $30 <laughs> for a beat um, <laughs> just management it makes it easier yeah, of course yeah, um, but I'm starting to get a bit like aggressive like and these guys like are saying all this stuff and I'm mm. like just yeah it's don't wild. focus on it's them wild. like wild. try and let it go and only focus on the people who are gonna make you money and do good business absolutely and that is actually something that really bothers me the fact that you could have a beat um and you know, it gets sent off in a beat pack and someone uses it, someone raps on it and releases it. And you do not know as the producer that that has come out until the day it has been released. I think that is mad. I think it's wild. That, yeah, that's such a disrespect. And not only that, there's a music video. Do you know what I mean? Like you've yeah. gone so far. I think it's wild that they go to such an extent. They will pay the videographer. They'll pay for the rental. Yeah. They'll pay for the studio time. The vixens. The everything but the beat, mm. it's half the song. Mm. It's wild to me. Like it's wild. And it's always, oh, I'm making so much racks, racks, racks. It's so far the down on their bills, priority babe. list. And they always say, oh, I got you. I got you on Friday when I get paid. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> no, like, I'm never going to see that <laughs> money. Don't even tell me you're going to pay see, me. See, this is where yeah. you need to start putting your tag before the chorus, your tag before the drop. I used to have eight tag tags. <laughs> I had eight tags throughout the beat. Really? And rappers will still rap over it. And it's going lollipop. Every two seconds, they're just rapping about whatever. And then lollipop. Oh, and then they don't care. They're like, ad Free ad lib. I got a free ad lib from lollipop, man. Oh damn! Yeah. See, the audacity is every man's every man's third party relationship. Um, I do think that's our time. I think that is our time, unfortunately. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank I feel like you. I know you a lot better now, and, and it's so good to have like female producers talk about these things as well. Because you you do not know the length that this could go to, where even producers like female producers that are already in the scene could watch this and be like, you know what? I actually relate to a lot of the things that these are saying, and I'm not alone. And you know, and there are ways. Community is so important for women. Exactly, and like again, with with the young girls that want to get into it, or even the young men that want to get into it now that they're a little tiny bit more educated on what the, the reality of what actually happens day to day I feel like is just very very important but thank you Cleo thank you for coming on thank, thank you for being you my guys. host thank you Lauren thank you Mel's for being here um, we will be signing out subscribe to our YouTube channel thank you thank you thank you Mixtape for supporting this and um, subscribe for more like and comment like comment share subscribe <laughs> thank you